Welcome to our podcast from Benediction Lutheran Church. This is Pastor Don Hogard. Benediction Lutheran Church is located on 8475 West Fond du Lac Avenue in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This is our bot podcast for March the 29th of 2020, and it is the fifth Sunday of Lent. We'll begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness. Therefore you are feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word I put my hope. My soul waits for the Lord. More than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord. For with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. Our first hymn is, Jesus, Lead Thou On. lesson for this fifth Sunday of Lent is from John chapter 11. It's the entire chapter, but for the sake of time, I'm going to skip around a bit in the chapter. Begin with verse 1. Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same woman who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sister sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, The sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. 
Yet when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, Let us go back to to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, in a short a short while ago the Jews tried to stone you, and yet you are going back there? And Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? A man who walks by the day will not stumble, for he sees by this world's light. It is when he walks by night that he stumbles, for he has no light. And after he said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought that he meant natural sleep. So he told them, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. And Lord, Martha said to Jesus, If you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now he will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies, and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. And then Mary comes, and we pick up at verse 33. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man not have kept this man from dying? Jesus once more was deeply moved, and he came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord Martha, the sister of the dead man, said, By this time there is a bad odor for he has been in the tomb for four days. And then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped in strips of linen and a cloth around his face. And Jesus said to them, Take off the grave cloths and let him go. Our next hymn is What a Friend We Have in Jesus by the Augustana Choir.
grace, mercy, and peace be with all of you, from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. We've heard the text already from John chapter 11, and again I would like to read verse 4. Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Dear friends in Christ, in this series of Gospel Lessons for Lent, we have met some fascinating characters in John's Gospel. It began with Nicodemus, the man who came to Jesus at night in John chapter 3. He had a lot of questions for Jesus. And then we had the story of the woman at the well in John chapter 4. At the end of the story, she and her whole village came to believe in Jesus. Last week, we had the story of the man whom Jesus healed who had been born blind. He confessed his faith in Jesus and worshipped him. And today we have the story of Lazarus, a dear friend of Jesus who died. But Jesus raised him from the dead, and many people came to believe in Jesus. In all of these stories, God was glorified in the end, and people came to believe in Jesus as their Savior. At first, it seemed like Jesus should have done something. We see that question from all the people in this text. Jesus got word that Lazarus was gravely ill, and you would think that he would have gone to Jerusalem as fast as he could. Instead, he stayed where he was for two more days. His disciples thought that he stayed in order to save his own life, and when he did decide to go, they warned him against it, because the Jews had just tried to kill him just recently there. And when he knew that Lazarus had died, Jesus left. By the time that he arrived, Lazarus had already been dead for four days. Lazarus' sister Martha came out to meet Jesus and said, If you had been here, my brother would not have died. It seemed like Jesus arrived too late to do anything. And even some of the people who had comforted the sisters said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? To be honest, we have all had those thoughts about Jesus in our own lives. Tragedy strikes, and we ask, Where are you, Lord? We pray for help, and it seems as if there is no answer. We feel like David in Psalm 55. Listen to my prayer, O God. Do not ignore my plea. Hear me and answer me. My thoughts trouble me and I am distraught. It gets to the point of how the psalmist felt in Psalm 10. Why, O Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? David even wrote in Psalm 13, how long, O oh Lord, will you forget me forever? We have all had those times when we lived in fear, trouble, guilt, or mourning, and God seems so far away. For many people, the last few weeks have seemed like that, as they have lost jobs, been confined to small quarters, 
or dealt with the fear of the coronavirus. In all of these instances, it seemed like God was missing two things, compassion and power. It almost seemed as though Jesus didn't care about Lazarus. He didn't come right away when his friend was in need. And then when he arrived, it didn't seem like he was able to do anything. He stood there weeping. Such times, we can also begin to wonder whether God really does care for us and whether he is really able to help us. And that is the crux of our story and even of our own lives. The good news is that God does care for us and he is able to rescue us. And we see that loud and clear in this story. Jesus' miracles began with something very simple. He changed water into wine. And this was the greatest miracle of them all. He raised a man from the dead who had been in the grave for four days. Jesus did care. And that was shown most emphatically when he wept at the tomb of his dear friend. But he did not stand there weeping as if he had no hope. He told the people who were standing there to remove the stone. He prayed, and then he called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! The dead man rose and walked out of the grave. As Jesus said, this was for God's glory that God's Son would be glorified from it. There is no other miracle in which both the compassion and the power of God are revealed as in this story. And Jesus would also be glorified by the cross. John's Gospel often calls Jesus' crucifixion the hour of his glorification. Jesus suffered horribly in the cross. He suffered tremendous pain. He was mocked and ridiculed by almost everyone. He was tempted again and again to come down. He had the punishment of all the sins of the world on his back. He was even forsaken by his heavenly Father. It is on that cross that we see the compassion of God more than any place. Jesus thought of those who were crucifying him and prayed for, for their forgiveness. He cared for his mother by giving her into John's care. He even remembered the thief who was crucified with him by promising him paradise. But his compassion was especially shown in that while he was tempted to come down, he stayed on that cross because he loved us so much. It was while we were still sinners that Christ died for us. And his power was shown when he was able to shout in victory, It is finished, as he was dying. The curtain at the temple that separated the Holy of Holies was also torn in two to show that there was now peace with God and that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That victory was declared when Jesus rose from the dead and ascended to the right hand of the Father where he now intercedes for us. Christ was glorified on that old rugged cross 
as he suffered and died to take away all of our sins and to win for us the victory of everlasting life. It was after that event that the first character of this series, Nicodemus, came to faith in Jesus Christ as his Savior. I am certain that he remembered Jesus' words. For just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. God cares for us, and he will deliver us from every evil. Remember those three psalms that I quoted earlier? God came to the aid of his people, and he rescued them. Each one of those psalms ends with a call to trust in the Lord. David writes in Psalm 55, Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. Psalm 10 ends, You hear, O Lord, the desires of the afflicted. You encourage them, and you listen to their cry, defending the fatherless and the oppressed. Psalm 13, it ends in this way. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord, for he has been good to me. God teaches us through times of trial, sins, and even death, that we can always look to him and his grace and his mercy for us. We realize that he will never leave us or forsake us. We find peace that he has forgiven us all of our sins. In our hour of grief, he gives us a sure hope of everlasting life. He is glorified by showing without a doubt that he will never leave us or forsake us. And that is still true in this great crisis that has engulfed our country and the entire world. The fear, the panic, the suffering that are so prevalent today are nothing new. But in such times, God's people have stood firm in faith and in confidence. When horrible plagues ravaged the Roman Empire, killing the majority of the people in some places, Christians cared for the sick, and they even established the first hospitals. In the Middle Ages, the plague would go through Europe, killing dozens of people in a town every day. And some of our greatest Lutheran hymns of trust in God came from this period, such as from Philip Nicolai, who wrote, How Lovely Shines the Morning Star, Martin Rinkert, who wrote, Now Thank We All Our God, and Paul Gerhardt's many hymns. God was glorified by his grace and his mercy in the past and times of need, and his mercy is still sure in our day too. Like Martha, may we respond with such faith when she said, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. It is such faith that will save us amidst the evils of our day and glorify our Heavenly Father who saves us. Amen. I would like to share another song with you from Michael Card's CD, The Hidden Face of God, entitled, The Silence of God. Mm -hmm. 
drive a man crazy. It'll break a man's faith. It's enough to make him wonder if he's ever been sane. When he's bleating for comfort from thy staff and thy rod, and the heavens only answer is the silence of God. It'll shake a man's timbers when he loses his heart. When he has to remember what broke him apart. This yoke may be easy, but this burden is not. When the crying fields are frozen by the silence of God. But when you have to listen to the voices of the mob, who were reeling in the throes of all the happiness they've got, when they tell you all their troubles have been nailed up to that cross, well, what about the times when even followers get lost? Cause we all get lost sometimes. There's a statue of Jesus on a monastery knoll in the hills of Kentucky, all quiet and cold. He's kneeling in the garden, as silent as a stone. His friends are sleeping, and he's weeping all alone. And the man of all sorrows, he never forgot what sorrow is carried by the hearts that he bought. So when the questions dissolve into the silence of God. Pray that these podcasts have been a blessing to you. In addition to the podcasts, I also have a couple of videos, and those are on. You just have to go to YouTube, and then type in the search box "Benediction Lutheran Church Milwaukee," and you'll find our Benediction Lutheran um, channel there. So again, you can also find a couple of videos on YouTube, and then in the search box box, just put in "Benediction Lutheran Church." In addition, I've also sent a number of Facebook posts. From Benediction, you can look at those and 
I've tried every day to send an email to the members of our church and friends of our congregation. And if you haven't received those and would like them, please email me at pastor at benediction-lcms.org. And as always, if you uh, need some pastoral care, please give me a call for either me or Pastor Moa. The Benediction Lutheran telephone number is 414-463-9158. Leave a message and it will come to my email so I will get that for sure. I pray that the Lord will give each one of you a very blessed week. It kind of looks as though we'll be meeting again uh, through social media next week. And I sure pray and I hope that come Easter that some miracle will happen and that we will be again in our churches to celebrate a wonderful Easter celebration. Let us pray. Almighty God, everlasting Father, you saw Israel in their despair, and you raised them up to hope by placing your Spirit upon them. Join us together with the communion of saints in Christ, even though we must for a time stand apart. Raise us up from our weariness, and grant us your Spirit that we may be strong in faith, bold in witness, holy in life, and steadfast in hope. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Our eternal Lord, your Son has given us new birth of water in the Word and planted faith in us that we might be your children. Bless your Church. Supply her with able, fearless, and caring pastors to nurture us in your word. Fill your people with wisdom that the gospel will continue to spread beyond our church walls in new and innovative ways in this present crisis. Keep your church in your mercy that she may believe without fear and love without limit. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O God of power and might, you hold in your hand all the might of man. Give wisdom to our government officials at this time as they will make important decisions that are going to affect us all. Bless and defend us against all destruction, especially from this pandemic, and teach us to be patient and faithful citizens of this land, using ourselves and our resources wisely for the good of all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O merciful Lord, your Son shed tears for Lazarus, whom he loved. Grant us your compassion, patience, and endurance, that all who suffer illness, those who are troubled in mind, and those whose time on earth is short, will find healing and hope and peace in you. Give comfort to the grieving, peace to the dying. Hear all of our prayers especially on behalf of those who are dear to our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O gracious God, you daily and richly grant us all things that we need for this body and life. Bless our labors and grant us wisdom to use the fruits of those labors wisely and well for the care of our families, for the poor and their needs, and for the support of your work in our congregations. Preserve us from fear and greed as we live and work alone, and turn us instead in love toward our neighbors, however distant. Lord, in your mercy, hear 
our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commit all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy as we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. The closing hymn today is, Let Us Ever Walk with Jesus. Thank you.